everybody, it's Kendall from Recording Lounge, and today I'm doing a show about depth and reverb and all kinds of good stuff, really. So I'm so excited to be doing this show. It's something I've wanted to do for a long time. I've gotten a lot of requests about it, so it's uh, it's definitely on my bucket list. I'm glad that I was able to... Um, to really accommodate it. So uh, I, I asked permission from the artist to use this song, uh, which I think is a great example of depth and uh, a great example of sort of depth in a modern mix, in a finished mix, vocals and all, and sort of some of my techniques for getting interesting vocal effects and making a song grow and shrink, okay? Have dynamics in multiple dimensions, right? Now, if you really want to dive deep on this, I do recommend buying my book. I mean, why wouldn't I, right? Uh, you can buy it in PDF form right now at threedimensionalmixing.com. And as you might have heard on my previous show, I am working on a print version as well as other digital uh, versions for iTunes and um, Kindle and et cetera, et cetera. Um, but uh, there's a lot of great information about that in that book about sort of my method for doing quite a bit of things regarding depth. But um, the real key here is uh, that this is a very large, well, not very large, but a large-ish pop production. Uh, I've got about, I don't know, 60 tracks here, um, and lots of automation, lots of uh, little things that come and go and grow and change and whatnot. So I'm really glad to be using this mix as an example. So first things first, I want to just play you the mix um, start to finish. I want you to hear sort of what it sounds like. Um, and this mix is a cover of a song called Too Good to Be True. And the artist is uh, a very talented pair of girls named Alaska and Maddie. Now, these girls are, uh, they were on the late, the last season of The Voice, not the most recent, but the one before, I believe. And uh, it's funny, you know, sometimes you look at those shows and you think like, oh, that's all TV, you know, those people can't really sing. But I can tell you, these girls can really sing. They really do have quite a bit of talent. And it was it was really nice to work with them. Um, they're hilarious and fun and, you know, really, really know what they're doing singing-wise. And they're young, but hey, I mean, it's, uh, it's pop country, so it's something that's hot right now on the market. Uh, it's relevant. It's uh, might not, it might not be your style of music. So you know, if you just absolutely hate country, you might want to turn off the speakers now. Um, but uh, it's pop rock country. Um, two vocals. There's guitars. There's dobro. There's acoustic. There's electrics. There's big drums. There's bass. There's uh, organ. Um, yeah, it's a really uh, it's a really cool song. Um, so thanks again, Alaska and Maddie, for letting me use this. Um, really, uh, really enjoyed working with you guys on the project, if you happen to be listening. Um, so, yeah, here we go. I will play you the mix, and this is what it sounds like. Brighter than a headlight Turning every head like a diamond in a coal mine Packing more punch than a Mississippi fist fight Oh, oh, oh my, my Walked my way, took my hand and said let's go Had more game than the Mandalay Casino Thought I hit the jackpot, I was on a good roll Shows you what I know Too good to be true Like diamonds on the soles of my shoes Like money falling out of the blue Don't be fooled 
Strings unwound I feel faster than a cannonball Straight down Everybody's talking all over this town Look, there he goes again La, la, la Like a politician Should've read the headlines Paid more attention To my suspicions My intuition I should've listened Too good to be true Like diamonds on the soles of my shoes Like money falling out of the blue Don't be fooled He ain't nothing but too good to be real Don't believe the way he's making you feel He'll break a pretty heart in two Mama told me about boys like you Too good to be On the soles of my shoes Like money falling out of the blue Don't be fooled He ain't nothing but too good to be real Don't believe the way he's making you feel He'll break a pretty heart in two Mama told me about boys like you Too good to be Okay, so that was our mix, and as you probably heard, there's a lot of stuff going on, right? There's a lot of instruments, first of all, but there's also a lot of effects. Um, but the effects are probably much more subtle than you realize, right? Um, there are some that are obvious. There are some that stick out, that poke out at little moments. Um, but the overall eff effects, you would be surprised at how many effects are on these vocals, Um, I, you really, really would be, uh, I would say on both vocals, let me, let me just pull it up really quick. Um, on one of the vocals on Alaska's voice, which is a higher singer, um, she has eight different effects on her vocal. Um, at any given time, there may be anywhere from one to eight. Uh, and in the, on the other singer, Maddie, her voice Uh, is anywhere from one to six effects. Um, let's see here. And there's lots of other little things that I added in here in terms of um, effects. There's also techniques that we did while recording to make sure and get the right depth and feel of this song. So let's, uh, let's start with that. That makes the most sense. One of the techniques that a lot of people seem to miss, as simple as it sounds... Um, is that while recording, distance equals depth, okay? It's, it's a very simple concept, but basically, if you have depth in the recording, then you will have better depth in the mix. So if you close mic everything, um, you're basically trying to use reverbs and whatnot to, to fake, you know, a lot of different things, okay? Um, 
and there's something that can't be replaced by, I mean, reverb cannot do exactly what room sounds do. Uh, it can be close, but it's not the same quite, it's quite, you know, it's just different, right? They, they sound different. Reverb is great. I mean, I love reverb, but it's not the same type thing. So let's, let's first, first listen to the acoustics. So we have three acoustics in this song, a left, a right, and a center. They are panned, uh, you know, one left, one right, one center. Um, I think I used a stereo widener on the acoustics to bring them in just a little bit. But, um, yeah, so here we go. Check out the room mic sound on this acoustic. Those uh, acoustics have room sound on the track. There is no reverb on that on the acoustic guitar. I didn't need to add reverb. Now it's not a lot of room sound. It's not a lot of reverb, but it's an, it it is there. Okay, and this is because I wanted the acoustics to sit slightly behind the vocal. Right, I want the vocal to be pretty up front. All right, but I don't want the acoustics to necessarily be as upfront. Now, in the mix, you don't really hear it as having, you know, lots of room sound. Check it out. Coal mine packing more punch than a Mississippi fist fight. Oh, 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 my, my. Even if I mute the vocals, it doesn't really come across as having a lot of room sound or something because of just the way that we perceive. So, um, you'll notice that the dobro that came in was very dry compared to the acoustics. The dobro throughout this song is quite dry. Um, it's because it's a lead instrument, okay, and I wanted it to be more up front. Check out the intro with the acoustics and the dobro by itself. So another thing you might notice is that the acoustics all have slightly different sounds. Um, the left acoustic has this sound. The right acoustic has this sound. Those are pretty close, okay, but they're different takes. Two different takes. And then the center acoustic is actually, I believe, a different guitar. And it's mic'd from farther away. I tend to like sort of triangular shaped mixes um, in terms of uh, the width and the depth and the height of a mix, um, which means I like my uh, my depth, you know, on the sides. I like things that are hard left and hard right to be a little bit drier than things in the center 
because I want to push things. I want to imagine that I'm placing things behind the vocal. So if there is something in the center, in the center you generally have kick, snare, bass, vocal, right? Um, so the bass is obviously usually pretty dry, if not 100% dry. But kick and snare, I want those to sound farther behind. Um, and in this case, there's an acoustic in the center. And I didn't want that to sound, you know, too close either. I don't want that to sound like it's somebody standing in front of the singer. So that center acoustic is not only quieter, but it's darker, which again adds to the illusion of being farther back. And it has more reverb. So check that out one more time. This is the left acoustic. This is all just play left and right. And this is the center. So it's a good bit quieter as well as darker, as well as a little bit farther mic'd. I mean, I probably mic that from four or five feet away, uh, which might be like, what? You, you know, uh, to, to some of you, you might be thinking, you know, how, why would you do that? You know, because I want that sound, right? And in a room, I've, you know, in my live room, I, I have a nice ambience in my room, so I can do that. Uh, I understand. I feel for you guys that are at home in small rooms that don't have ambience, um, or at least don't really have a, a usable ambience. So you do kind of have to mic things, uh, you know, a little closer and then add reverb later. But as you can hear, it can be pretty hard to try to simulate what that's doing. Another thing to note is that the uh, three guitars are playing slightly different parts. That helps uh, add width and add some slight modulation to the sound. I mean, literally, modula I mean, the tuning's not going to be perfect, but that makes it sound interesting. I mean, that gives it some, uh, some interesting sound. Notice that little, uh, the acoustic sort of left-right work there when one acoustic played one thing slightly differently. You know, little things like that are cool. They're imperfections, but they're cool. Um, okay, so another thing, the electric guitars. We have quite a few electrics on this song. I believe we have, let me see here. We've got one, two, three, four. No, wait. One, two, three, four, five electric guitars. So let's hear what each of these sound like. Okay, we have a lead electric. We have another lead. We have our main rhythm guitar. We have uh, our other main rhythm guitar. And we have a center guitar. You notice anything similar? Yes, our center guitar again is farther away sounding than our left and right guitars. Now, our center guitar is one mic, um, and I did add some additional reverb in the mix, and I did take out a decent amount of highs in the mix. Um, so my guess is that this was mic'd a little farther away. I mean, it sounds that way. Uh, on the main guitars, we have a close mic, which is dry, and we have a room mic. My guess is from 10 or 15 feet away. So, did you notice anything about that? Well, our 
main guitar is pan right, but our room mic is pan center. So watch what happens when I mute the center room. It goes from sounding awkward and misplaced to sounding like it's got a little bit of depth behind it. Again, there's no effects added to this. This is just straight up miking. Um, I really like doing this a lot. Uh, it also works well with stereo rooms, but uh, I really like doing this on electric guitar. It's a nice, simple technique that very rarely has phase issues because um, the two sounds that are you know I'm getting out of each mic are so different, um, and you know we're far beyond uh, you know <laughs> starting to get cancellations. Um, as drastically as, let's say, putting two mics right up on a guitar cabinet. So it's much easier to get the phase right, and I can get the close mic sounding as good as possible, and then just throw up a room mic. Um, again, I mostly will pan things uh, one of five pan spots, 50 left, 50 right, hard left, hard right, and center. Uh, I might use stereo imagers every now and then to make things narrower or wider, and I believe on these guitars I'm actually using a little bit of a stereo imager. Yeah, it looks just a little touch of stereo imaging to make them just the tiniest bit wider. Um, so sometimes I will use those as sort of like fake panning, um, but for the most part I, I generally stick to those pan spots. Uh, it's just easier for me to make decisions, um, and then I can use you know stereo treatments to treat things in a stereo way if I need to. But So... Um, if I play our acoustics and our electrics together, um, you can hear that they already have pretty nice depth just uh, just with those things alone. And I believe let me let me remove any effects that I do have uh, on these. Let's see here. I'll, I'll remove even the effects on the the lead electric that you heard. There was that delay. Uh, so this is no effects added in the mix. This is just the the sounds. Now, I'm going to mute all of my room mics, okay? And I can't really mute it on the acoustic, but I'm going to mute the room mics on the electric so you can hear the difference. It's a pretty subtle difference, but uh, in the end, I really do believe that those little bits of ambience add up. Um, on the lead electric, we had a bit of a delay, you can hear. Also a touch of reverb. Um, so this is a tape delay uh, at, set at an eighth note and um, a little plate reverb, pretty short it looks like, about a second or less. Um, so I'll solo each of those effects for you. So here's just the, the plate. Okay, maybe a little longer than a second. Um, I'll turn that off. Let's hear just the tape delay. That's a decently loud effect. Um, let's hear it with no effects. And with both effects. Now you might be asking, why did you choose to do, you know, that, del that delay pretty loud? I don't know. It sounded good to me. <laughs> uh, I, can't, I don't always have an explanation for everything. Sometimes I just do stuff and it works. Um, so, let's talk about some other uh, sounds. 
Now, our uh, by default, our organ sound was used. Uh, it was done with a Nord, um, so it did not have any ambience. Um, so I ended up adding some ambience. So here's the raw Nord sound. Well, not raw, but here's the no effect organ sound. So to this organ, I added a little bit of reverb. Now, I use a patch that I've made called Studio Verb, which is sort of designed around my live room. A similar decay time, a little bit brighter, but about the same length. Pretty subtle, but it helps a lot. Uh, in the end of the in the end of the day, it really can help. Let me let me find a more drastic part. You can hear it. Okay, obviously, it adds just a little bit of depth. Again, these things help the instruments sit back a little bit in the mix. It really helps in the long run. It might not seem like much, but you've probably heard people saying like, oh, you know, send a little bit of your uh, of everything to one reverb. And sometimes that's true, um, but not always. For example, my bass is dry as bone. Okay, no reverb whatsoever. Um, let's take a listen to the drums. Okay, now these have quite a, be quite a bit of uh, magic going on on the drums. So here's drums. Here's that verse. Notice the reverb on the kick and on the snare. Notice how it grows here in the chorus. Okay, so what's going on here? Um, the kick, I added a sample to help give it a little bit more ambience. So the sample is of, you know, some sample pack, I don't know what, but it's just the room mic. And this is my regular kick, okay? So there is actually a decent amount of reverb on this kick channel. This is no, this is no reverb. Studio verb again. And then another reverb. Which adds a little bit of low end uh, as well. And then my kick sample is mono. And very far back sounding, okay? Doing a similar type thing on the snare. So I have a snare sample, which is pretty reverby. Notice the pre-delay on the snare. Uh, it's going gush, gush. You know, it's doing this like. That helps the reverb stick out in the mix, um, but keeps the direct sound nice and clear. So this is actually a snare sample um, that I took from this session. Okay, so I had him do that and I mixed it. 
and added it with, you know, the overhead or the room mic or whatever. This is the stereo rooms. This is the overhead. Mono overhead. So I blended those together and got a snare sound. Um, so another thing that I did, so again, I've got my regular snare. Now you'll notice there's no reverb on this snare. This is the dry, the, the normal, the live snare, right? There's no reverb on this snare. Why? Well, number one, I'm not a huge fan of gating. I do use gates every now and then, but uh, it depends on for, for what. But I'm not a huge fan of gating. I feel like it really kills a sound sometimes. And if I were to send this to a reverb, so would, you know, the bleed on this would be sending to the reverb as well. So I'd get this in the reverb trail. I don't want that. So that's one reason I really like the sample. So I'm using this, which is the sample I made from his snare. Again, if you imagine just the raw snare, I'll turn off the effects. That was a snare sample that I recorded at the end of this session. Uh, I Then I added... Uh, gosh. Um, studio verb, my go-to, uh, little short reverb. Pretty subtle. At a plate. Notice how it's ending in time. If not a little bit before. And then I added a longer plate. Again, ending in time. My reverb is timed to the song. Not only that, but I have a 16th note pre-delay. I really am a big fan of pre-delays because they help keep the initial sound clear. Notice, you can still hear that dry snare in there, almost like they're two separate sounds. Um, the other thing I added is a separate uh, sample, a mono reverb for the snare. Another uh, room mic sample. Sounds kind of like a gunshot. And it's mono. And this comes up and down throughout the song. Notice this is the intro, and it goes down for the verse. Goes up for the chorus, back down again for the verse. But this verse is a little higher than the first verse. The first verse is very low. Second verse is a little higher. Chorus is very high. Now the bridge, where it drops down to this, that mic is muted. As you can hear, there's nothing happening. Um, and the last thing I added is in this chorus and other certain spots, I added a tambourine with quite a bit of reverb to accent the snare. 
And all I did was have a single tambourine hit recorded, and then I used a trigger, um, drum trigger, to trigger it off of the snare. Um, so I just copied down the snare file and deleted what parts I didn't want a sample to be triggered. And, um, and that way it's triggering directly with the snare. Uh, so it only triggers a couple spots here and there, mainly in the choruses, in the bridge, a couple other spots. Um, but for the most part, it's, uh, yeah, it, it comes in and out. Okay, so you can hear how it's really dry here. And then uh, lots of reverb happens here. Okay. Nice and wide. Let's see what else we got. So the vocals obviously were recorded dry. There's probably a touch of room ambience, but not much. The big thing with the vocals is that I automate the crap out of reverbs uh, and delays all over the song. Uh, the only other thing to really note is the backing vocals, which are pretty wet, quite a few effects, and quite a bit of modulation. I'll play you this end section here. Notice how they sit behind the acoustics. See what I mean? Uh, there are some other backing vocals that happen. Um, let me play these with the leads so you can kind of get some context. Better be real. Don't believe the way he's making you feel. He'll break a pretty heart in two. Mama told me about boys like you. So that was kind of crazy, right? <laughs> On its own, it sounds kind of nuts. Um, but truth is, uh, one thing I want to do is play you just the vocals throughout the whole song. I'm going to give you a little bit of acoustic just for reference. But what I want you to do is focus on all the effects that come in and out for the vocal. Um, I'll, I'll probably be giving a little commentary here and there. But I'm going to solo up all the vocals. Okay? And let's just give you one acoustic. Okay? So hear how the effects change throughout this mix. You walked in shining brighter than a headlight Turning every head like a diamond in a coal mine Packing more punch than a Mississippi fist fight Oh, oh, oh my, my Walked my way, took my hand and said let's go Had more game than the Mandalay Casino Thought I hit the jackpot, I was on a good roll Shows you what I know, too good to be true Like diamonds on the soles of my shoes like money falling out of the blue Don't be fooled He ain't nothing but too good to be real Don't believe the way he's making you feel He'll break a pretty heart in two Mama told me about boys like you Too good to be true Before I knew it, my heartstrings unwound I fell faster than a cannonball straight down Everybody's talking all over this town Look, there he goes again La, la, la Check like out this delay on uh, Alaska's voice paid more attention to my suspicion 
my intuition. I should listen, too good to be true. Like diamonds on the soles of my shoes. Like money falling out of the blue. Don't be fooled. He ain't nothing but too good to be real. Don't believe the way he's making you feel. He'll break a pretty heart in two. Mama told me about boys like you. Too good to be true. Should have seen it from a mile away. Should have called a spade a spade. I should have known that you too good to be true. Like diamonds on the soles of my shoes. Like money falling out of the blue. Don't be fooled. He ain't nothing but too good to be real. Don't believe the way he's making you feel. He'll break a pretty heart in two. Mama told me about boys like you. Too good to be true. Too good to be true. So uh, <laughs> that was that was that. Uh, my some of my edits are a little embarrassing, actually. I <laughs> didn't realize there's so many edits uh, going on uh, that you could hear. Now, in the context of the mix, you can't really hear them, but still. Uh, <laughs> anyway, there was one thing, uh, one effect that didn't fire that I wanted to make sure that uh, that you heard. Uh, so check this out. This is in verse two. This is just on Alaska's voice, uh, and it comes in for just a second. Um, <laughs> Like a politician Should have read the headlines Paid more attention To my suspicion My intuition I should have listened to So just for that brief moment um, There is a little effect That comes in on the word Suspicion and intuition uh, I wanted this sort of whispery effect Like suspicions, right? Like, uh, you know, people whispering People, you know, stuff like that So I did a delay That is, uh... Kind of fast, it looks like. Uh, low end, filtered out, very bright. To my suspicion, my intuition. So it sounds kind of like people whispering, right? That was just kind of a little um, little bit of my sort of inspiration coming across in the mix. Um, so let's talk about what effects are on these vocals, okay? So at the very beginning of the song, in the verse, okay, we have... Primarily, the main effect going on. Thought I hit the jackpot. The main effect that you hear is the sort of short plate, 0.7 seconds. Um, you also hear a little tiny bit. I'll, I'll solo all these effects if I can. Okay, so um, here's what we're hearing. Thought I hit the jackpot. Short plate. We're hearing a longer reverb plate. Thought I hit the jackpot. Very subtle at this point. I, I, it's not meant to really be heard at all. It's not like a, a conscious decision. I probably just turned it down and didn't turn it down all the way. Because that comes up in the choruses. Uh, another thing that's happening here is a slap delay. Okay, that sounds like this. Thought I hit the jackpot. Thought I hit the jackpot. Right? Um, so... 
the little little subtle tape delay, tape slap. Oh, thought I hit the jackpot. Without it. Oh, thought I hit the jackpot. Notice you can hear a little bit of live room sound in the vocal as well. And again, it's it's mono, so it helps to add a little bit of depth. Oh, thought I hit the jackpot. Right? Uh, so this first verse is mainly Maddie's verse, so uh, let's let's listen to her voice. Same type deal. Dining brighter than a headlight. Some a little bit of delay going on, a little bit of stereo delay. Very subtle. Uh, doesn't really come across much in the in the grand scheme of the mix, but it does add depth. Dining brighter than a headlight, turning every head like a diamond in a coal mine, packing more punch than. The main effects that get this sound are uh, the reverb, that main reverb that we talked about, that sort of short-ish plate. Dining brighter than a headlight, turning every head. Right? And we have our tape slap. Brighter than a headlight, turning every head like a diamond in a coal mine, packing more punch than a mist. And then we have uh, our, essentially our doubler, but it's really just a short, like, 16th note triplet delay. Dining brighter than a headlight, turning every head like a diamond in a coal mine. With no feedback that adds a little bit of width and body and size to the vocal. Um, there's a couple other effects on, but they're very low. Uh, so my guess is that they're just, they're there waiting to be turned up for the chorus. So let's talk about the chorus. Now, when the chorus comes, uh, Alaska's really leading the way on that because she's got the, the high melody. Uh, so there's quite a bit of effects that come in on the chorus. So let me mute all this other stuff so you can really hear what's going on. Okay, so right here in the transition from the verse to the chorus, Alaska says, shows you what I know, and a delay comes in that is very, very odd. <laughs> okay, so it's very out of phase sounding. Thought I hit the jackpot, I was on a good roll. Shows you what I know, too good. It's odd, the delay times are not perfect, it's kind of dark and distorted, but it adds a really cool transition into the chorus. Now let's see what happens in the chorus. I hit the jackpot, I was on a good roll. Shows you what I know, too good to be true. Like diamonds on the soles of my shoes. Like money falling out of the blue. Don't be fooled. He ain't nothing but too good to be real. Don't believe the way he's making you feel. He'll break a pretty heart in two. Mama told me about boys like you. Too good to be true. Okay, so what you might have noticed is that Alaska's voice had this significant delay that's in there. Maddie's voice did not have a lot of effects going on. A little reverb was increased, but not a lot of crazy delay. And one of the reasons I do that is because I have a hard time adding lots of effects to things that are low pitch or low, you know, lower in the mix. Kick drums, bass, stuff like that. You've got to be really careful because it can start to sound really murky really quick. Uh, so I decided, well, let's just add reverb to Alaska's voice for now or add that weird delay. Let's, uh, let's continue on. Let's listen to Things the verse. Unwound, I feel faster than a cannonball. So her, Maddie's effects come up in the second verse a little bit stronger. Things unwound, I feel faster than a cannonball street. A little more reverb on her now. Strings unwound, I feel faster than a cannonball street down. Everybody's talking all over this town. Look, there he goes again. La la la, like a politician. Should have read the headlines. Here's our fancy delay. To my suspicion. 
my intuition. I should listen, too good to be true. Like diamonds on the soles of my shoes. Like money falling out of the blue. Don't be fooled. So again, uh, the effects go up and down. Like diamonds on the... Now, after the second chorus, there's another delay that comes in uh, on Alaska's voice. There's a, there's a uh, guitar solo there, guitar and dobro solo, so... Too good to be true. Okay, so uh, that's another delay, again, that is coming in to add some depth and some uh, ambience. Notice a lot of these effects are fairly dark. Some of them aren't, but, um, you know, I like to keep my top end very clear. Uh, certain things can, can stand to have, you know, a bright, shimmery sound, backing vocals sometimes, tambourines, sometimes acoustics. But I, I definitely, on vocals, I want to keep my top end clear. I don't want my S's to start getting out of control in delays and reverbs. So the usually my scent, my, uh, my effects channels, my sends and returns, are they're filtered before the effect as well as after the effect, okay? They, they sound slightly different, so... Um, I like to do a little bit in each. Too good to be true. So check out what happens here. I should have known that you. Too good to be true. Like diamonds on the soles of my shoes. Like money falling out of the blue. Almost all the effects come off here at this bridge of both voices. I think the only thing that's left is the tape slap on both of them, which is a very subtle effect because it's mono and it's really dark. So at this down chorus thing, uh, down bridge, whatever you want to call it, there's a lot taken off, okay? It's, it's very dry. Too good to be true Like diamonds on the soles of my shoes Like money falling out of the blue Don't be fooled And then right here he ain't nothing but too good to be real. Don't believe the way he's making you feel. Lot of effects. He'll break a pretty heart in two. Mama told me about boys like you. So that's our last chorus. So that's where the most effects exist. The reverb comes up a little bit. The delay comes up a little bit. All the delays kind of come on. Um, yeah, so it grows and changes. Similar to the way our snare grows and changes. Remember our snare... Our snare had uh, the the tambourine that came in and off, you know, like in and out, right? The reverb on that changed. Our snare sample uh, comes up and down a little bit in volume throughout the song, okay? Uh, another thing that happens is our kick sample of our reverb, that comes up and down, okay? Uh, our Our stereo overheads come up and down a little bit uh, to to make sure that... We're not getting too stereo, especially like things really get narrow in this uh, in this down. And then, no, because uh, the guitars are not in, right? That's that's sort of an arrangement depth decision. The guitars are not in. The electrics are hard left and right. And so all and the acoustics are hardly in. So really what you're hearing is. A little bit of guitar, but you're hearing a lot of drums, bass, and vocal, which are center heavy. Like diamonds on the soles of my shoes. Like money falling out of the blue. Don't be fooled. And then right there at that moment, 
You've got a big stereo, you know, explosion, which is, uh, it's the same type of thing as loudness, right? If there's not narrow, there can't be wide. And if there's not quiet, there can't be loud. If there's not dark, there's not going to be bright. Okay, everything needs to have sort of a frame of reference, and everything is about contrast. So check out what happens right there. We go from big to very small. I should have seen it from a mile away. Should have called a spade a spade. I should have known that you too good to be true. Like diamonds on the soles of my shoes. Like money falling out of the blue Don't be fooled He ain't nothing but too good to be real Don't believe the way he's making you feel He'll break a pretty heart in two Mama told me about Okay, so there's effects going on in the lead guitar also Right, we've still got our uh, our effects happening from our room mics on our electrics, our organ, you know, there's a lot of automation in this mix as well in terms of volumes, in terms of effects, in terms of, gosh, uh, looks like panning is a little bit automated, but not much. I'm not a huge panning automation guy. I will do it sometimes, but I don't do it like crazy. Our hi-hat's automated, our toms are automated, our snare's automated, our other snare's automated, our tambourine's automated. I mean, guitars, vocals like crazy, volumes and sends on and off and send levels. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's all automated like crazy, right? Um, very, 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 <laughs> a lot of work going into this. I mean, I've got how many lanes of automation on the vocal? Jeez, I don't even, I don't even know if I want to know. Uh, one, two, oh gosh. A lot. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 lanes of automation on Alaska's voice. And 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Nine lanes of automation on Maddie's voice. So that's volumes, that's effects on and off, that's effect levels, that's, uh, you know, getting things, you know. And, and it's one of those things that I just sort of do intuitively now. I'm so used to making, trying to be connected to the size of a song width-wise and height-wise, meaning frequency balance, um, and, and depth-wise, okay? If you think about, if you start thinking about the mix as, as just a bunch of different places that you can put something into a box, okay? Um, I mean, depth is just a front-to-back panner. You know, adding things a little more depth, you know, they're going to sound farther from you. But depending on what you add, whether it's reverb, whether it's delay... It can also be much more than just a front-to-back panner. It can actually be a size creator, you know, a si- how big is the mix. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of like, uh, I, I see, before I did audio, I did video. And, you know, we were always really, really careful when we were doing video about focus and about what's in the shot. And, I mean, the shot was king. It, it, it could tell a story without telling a story. Um, you know, the way that a shot is framed can really uh, produce certain emotions or feelings out of the uh, out of the watcher. So it, it, it's sort of the same thing. I'm trying to produce different feelings. I'm trying to produce something that's visual, that makes sense to us, but yet also is sort of a little hyper-reality um, where things change and grow. And, you know, there would be no space that I can ever think of that could produce some of the effects I'm using on these vocals. But... 
the end result is something that sounds really, really neat. And without it, without it sounds totally different. So let me do this, actually. Let me mute all of my effects. I'm going to mute my, um, the reverb even on the, uh, I'm just going to take off all my effects. So uh, all my plugins for like uh, my inserts are still on, EQs, compressors, whatnot. But all of my reverbs and delays are going to be gone. Okay, so check out, check out this song without effects. Okay, so it's really not that bad without effects, um, but it's just different, right? It, it, it doesn't seem to have the same excitement to me without those effects. Uh, so there's, you don't always need effects. I, I like stuff dry too, but um, depending on the size that you want for the song, you know, you can affect the size even in little bits. Even if you want the verses totally dry, then the chorus is just to have a little bit, or the bridge to have this effect and nowhere else, or you can do a splash of an effect like we did in verse two. Um, any So any reverb that you heard in that uh, example just then was probably from the live mics. Now, again, if you've got a little bit on the vocal and a little bit on the acoustic mics and a little bit on the electrics and a little bit on the drums, you know, there's going to be a nice sense of depth to it already. That snare really helps the chorus pop. I love it. I love how it sounds. It really helps that chorus explode and gives that backbeat an exciting touch. Same with the tambourine. Okay? Um, so, basically, this is sort of a, a rough example of how I often use effects in my mixes to create depth and also interesting sounds. So, in this mix, I just want to give you another frame of reference here. I am using... Uh, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 different effects, okay? Uh, now, some of them are extremely subtle, and uh, some of them might only be on one instrument also. That's another thing to keep in mind. Um, for example, the vocal has the most effects. They come in and out. They turn on and off. I pretty much never have all of them on at once, except for maybe the last chorus, there's a little bit of all of them. But the most effects that any other thing has, other than the vocal, is, let's see here, the snare, which has uh, the little bit of short reverb, a medium reverb, and a long reverb. Now, here's another question I get, is why add multiple reverbs? Well, because reverbs are really just a series of reflections in the same way that I also will add a lot of different delays to things. You know, I might add four different delays to something. I might add a short slap. I might add a quarter note. I might add a stereo ping pong. And I might add a, you know, a sort of a, let's say a dotted eighth 
you know, or something like that. I might add different delays because eventually what happens is your ear starts to hear these things as sort of one just wash. Um, but it's cool because you can control, you know, the feedback and how far it goes. Um, I often like to add a mixture of delays and reverbs. And the same thing kind of applies to, you know, why would you add different reverbs to something? Why do I have three reverbs on the snare? Why not just add one? Uh, you know, isn't the loudest one going to overtake the others? Well, maybe. Because reverbs are not just a trail. Okay, reverbs also have early reflections that can add width and size and sort of excitement to the left and right. Um, so for my for my snare, for example, the uh, the studio verb is short, bright, and wide. The plate, uh, the medium plate, there is dark and uh, pretty wide, um, but it has a longer pre-delay. And then the uh, snare plate, which is specifically used on this snare drum, it's not used on anything else in the entire mix other than this snare plate. It has a, a 16th note pre-delay as well, and it's two, it's 1.5 seconds long, um, and it's filtered to be kind of mid-rangey. Um, its center point is at 1K. Uh, there's not as much lows and there's not as much highs. So you get an aggressive, longer wider so each one has a different tone too because the studio verb is sort of short and bright the other one the middle verb is you know like one second and dark and then the longest one is mid-rangey so they have different tones too and again this isn't something i'm necessarily sitting here thinking of when i'm doing this i'm not sitting here thinking like okay i need a little bit of a bright verb a fat verb and then a mid-rangey verb and then it will sound balanced that's not how i'm thinking about it okay I I have an effects template that I start with um, and add effects as needed. It looks like I've added about six different effects in addition to my uh, template. And out of the effects in my default template, I'm not using one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of them. Seven of them are not even being used from my default template, okay? Um, so my default template at this time when I made this mix was about 14 effects. Now it's about 18 effects. Um, and I have that many because I want to be able to quickly audition them, okay? I almost view them like hardware pieces that I like set to a certain preset, okay? I don't, I don't have time to sit there and find the perfect reverb for every snare drum that is ever created, that every mix I, you know, that I do. Um, instead... I spend hours and hours creating these presets, uh, and they're not just effect presets, they're really just, they're channel presets. So, for example, on my studio verb, I have an EQ plugin first rolling off below 70 hertz, uh, with a shelf up top pulling down above 5k, and then a low pass at 15k. So that's pulling off the extreme lows and extreme highs, and then sort of tucking some of the highs down a little bit. Um, there is a pre-delay plugin th set to a 30-second note that is, again, linked to my DAW. Uh, that's another reason I, I like to do that, because not all plugins have sort of a, a MIDI linkable tempo sync. So, like, you can't, you can't do a pre-delay that's to a 16th note or whatever. You just have to do it in a millisecond amount. So I like to use just the stock delay from Nuendo, no feedback, no nothing on it, just set it up for a single tap delay, um, you know, bop, bop, a single delay. 
uh, time to a 16th note or a 32nd note or an 8th note, depending on whatever I want, usually it's proportional to the size of the reverb. If the reverb's really short, there might not be any pre-delay at all. Um, if the reverb's really long, it might be as much as an 8th note um, or a quarter note. Uh, so... The next plugin I have, it, for my yeah, my studio verb, for example, this is a very short reverb. This is 0.5 seconds. So I just have a, uh, I, I have a 30 second note pre delay. It's very short. I don't, I don't necessarily even really need that. Um, but then after that, I've got an imager that makes the reverb a little bit wider. Okay, and after that, I've got an EQ. So there are four plugins on this channel that is a part of my default effects template. Okay, so the next thing I want to do right before we're finished is I want to go and show you my latest effects template. Now, I had a show earlier on that had my sort of my effects template, but that was done a little, that was done quite a while ago. So I would like to show you my most recent effects template right now. So this is my most recent uh, effects template. There are quite a few effects. I believe I start with... 18 effects in my template, right? So they're all different. They all have slightly different sounds. They're all, they usually have multiple plugins on them, reverbs, uh, delays, EQs, imagers to widen or narrow a sound, uh, all kinds of stuff. So my default effects template, 18 effects. Let's hear what they sound like, okay? First one is my mono verb. Check, check, one, two, check, check. So you can hear that there's a pretty decent pre-delay on this. It's set to a 30-second note right now, um, but I can set it shorter. I can remove the pre-delay. Check, check, one, two. That's without the pre-delay. Okay, this reverb is about 0.8 seconds. Um, there's an EQ on it. There's a stereo enhancer to make it mono. It's na just narrowed out to mono. Um, I can adjust... There's already a little bit of pre-delay on the reverb plugin, as you can hear. Uh, but I added just a little bit more. Check, check, one, two, check, one, two. Uh, so I'm filtering out a little bit before the reverb as well as after. Initially, this might not sound great. Well, it, it kind of depends on the context of the mix. Again, this is linked to the tempo of the song. So in context, it's going to sound right. But me just talking here, it might not necessarily work. So the next one is uh, studio verb. Check. Okay, pretty short. Um, not super bright, but definitely brighter than the mono verb. I'm going to increase my tempo in this session so that it's not as distract. The pre-delay is not as distracting. There we go. So again, little pre-delay. Um, imager to make it a little bit wider. And little EQ. So this is great for just adding a touch of amb ambience to something uh, without having to make it sound like a reverb, really. It's just sort of like, see, notice if I turn it way down, it's just a little bit of ambience on something. Check, check, check. One, two. If you turn it way up, well, that's just kind of distracting. Um, next effect is what I call spring verb. Check. One, two. Check. So this is, uh, I'm using Altiverb to use a impulse response of a spring reverb tank. It's dark, it's fairly long, it's mid, it's pretty mid-rangey, um, it's mono, and the pre-delay is not really there. Kind of like how a spring reverb and an amp would sound. It's not as springy as a guitar reverb, 
Um, but it's a cool little sound that's dark and filtered and mono, which I like. So the next one is a 480L modeled snare plate. This sounds really great on snare for like a nice psh. It's exciting. You can hear even right there. Psh. It's quick. It's bright. Um, nice pre-delay on it. Gets out of the way of the snare drum. Really, really cool sound. This is my uh, default vocal plate. So this is about, um, let's see here, about one second with a little pre-delay. And fairly dark, um, not, not really too bright at all. A nice just ambience around a vocal uh, that helps the vocal stay clear in the top end because it's filtered. Uh, so, you know, your, your clear top end is coming from your dry signal. But then your, uh, you know, notice how the S's are not that strong. S -s 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 -s. Whereas on the snare plate, s -s -s, much stronger. On the vocal plate, the S's are going to be much more subdued. Um, again, decently wide, but it adds a nice uh, ambience. This is, the next one I'm about to show you is uh, very wide, very bright. Check. And notice, notice the long pre-delay. This is, uh, this is going to be in our session today. Check, check, one, two. This is really cool on a backbeat of a snare. The pre-delay is really long on this one. Check, check, check. Okay, the next is an EMT 250 plate. So this is similar to the last one, but dark, much darker. Uh, the, the early reflections are in there a little bit too, so that's kind of a different sound. I uh, love this on vocal. The left and right are very different. Notice, if I just say something, the left is a little bit more bright and kind of wispy. The right has actually a little bit more like dry sound almost in it. Check, check, check. It's kind of weird, but it sounds really cool on voices, so I, um, I end up using this a lot. The next effect I'm going to show you is what I call ambient verb, and I don't use this a whole lot, but uh, it's really useful to have on my effects template when I need it. Check. Check. So I'm going to turn that off for now so I can talk. Um, basically, uh, that is a delay, a, a, a quarter note delay, into a eight-second reverb. Um, this is really cool if you need something to have sort of like an ambient cloud around it. Really cool on guitars, really cool on keys, but it has to be used very subtly. But it can be really nice for sort of almost like adding a pad to something. It's really a neat effect. Um, so that's basically all of my reverbs. The rest are going to be delays. Um, so let's start with uh, my short slap. Check, check. check. This is a single slap. Uh, let's see what it's set to. I believe it's set to a 16th note. Uh, fairly dark, just straight mono, single slap. Couldn't be simpler. I'm using a stock delay plugin to do this and an EQ to filter it. I now have my uh, short slap stereo. This is brighter and it's stereo. The, I believe the sides are, let's see here, 16th note triplet, triplet on each side and it's a... Uh, kind of a ping-pongy type thing. Pretty short feedback. Um, not a whole lot of low end. That's the other interesting thing. I use this a lot on vocals for adding sort of size and space to the, to the vocal without really adding a reverb. Notice how quick it is. Check. 
check, and it's done, right? So you can add this ambience around a vocal while they're singing, but as soon as they stop singing, it's pretty much gone. Uh, so I really like doing this one a lot. It's one of my favorite effects on vocals. Check. 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 So this, so this is, is my, my dirty tape slap. Check. 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 You'll, You'll notice, notice it's very, very distorted. distorted. That can be really cool on rock songs um, or on a vocal or on a guitar. It's just kind of a cool slap delay that's nice and distorted. Um, again, very short feedback, if any. might be none. It sounds like none. Check. Check. Yeah, I don't yeah, think, I don't think there's, there's any, any feedback, feedback on this. On this. Um, but that's a really cool effect on vocals also. Uh, I think that might be a 16th note. Let me just double check. Um, nope, it is a fixed 139 milliseconds. So that one is not going to change with the tempo of the song. Um, so it will always be that short. That's the other thing is that if the song tempo changes, the short slap and the, uh, the short slap mono and short slap stereo are going to change with the tempo. This one will not. This one will always be a constant 139 milliseconds. Why 139 versus 140? I probably just got lazy and just left it at 139. So the next effect is a mono tape delay and a stereo tape delay. So here's the mono. Check. Check. check, check, check. check. check, 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 check. So this one uh, is filtered, very dark, and it sort of uh, it gets even darker with each repeat. And there's some sort of funky delays going on. I have a similar one in stereo that's even more modulated. Check. Okay, this is almost phasey. It's uh, very cool sound. I use this a lot on guitars. It can be really cool on vocals also. Check. Lo a little longer feedback as well. This next effect is my old friend I call Dark Dotted. So this is a dotted delay that's very dark, very filtered, and it's got resonant high-pass and low-pass filters. So it's kind of an interesting... Uh, it's a really interesting sound. Here we go. Check. 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 So much more low-end... Much more low end on this, but the frequency response is really interesting. It's really filtered, but it's got some resonance to it. So notice how it sounds as it decays. Check. 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 So this one, unlike the tape delay, which gets darker as it repeats, this one gets thinner as it repeats, uh, which is another really interesting effect. Uh, the next is a quarter note delay. This is a pretty standard, I mean, not a lot of frills. Uh, check it out. Check. Check, 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 check. Very clean. Very clean, Very clean, 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 clean. Not really EQ'd at all. Um, basically, this is just a normal, a normal <laughs> quarter note delay with nothing fancy going on. A little bit of high end is cut, a little bit of low end is cut, but not much. Um, it's just a regular old quarter note delay. This one is a stereo ping pong. Check. check, 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 check. Gets more distorted as it uh, delays. Check. I like to use this on vocals in choruses to make choruses seem wider. Uh, used very tastefully, it kind of can kind of act as a fake reverb. Notice how much longer the decay is on this one than some of the others. One of my favorite delay effects is the Haas delay. So this delay is um, purposely like out of phase. Check. 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 So, so you can hear how wide this one sounds. Check. 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 
Check. Check. Basically, that's created by having the left side only slightly different than the right side. So let's say you wanted to do a quarter note, and let's say a quarter note was 500 milliseconds. Um, it's essentially the equivalent of doing something like 495 milliseconds and then 505 on the left and right, respectively, or even closer, to purposely get some weird phasing between the left and the right. Uh, it's very wide. It's not too filtered. Uh, the feedback is not too crazy, but I use this a lot in choruses um, to, to help the chorus seem wide, get sort of a burst of energy on the vocals. Um, it's a really cool thing. Uh, and then the last effect I have is a doubler. Check, check, check. check. one, two. So the doubler is um, basically some short delays, preset times, and I will adjust this sort of as it goes, but this is about 45 milliseconds on the left, 65 milliseconds on the right. Filtered. Sometimes I'll do it even shorter. This is uh, this would be very short. Check one two. Check one two. This is um, eleven on the left and seventeen on the right. Check check one two. Check check one two. Sometimes I'll do it short like this, just to add a little bit of size to the vocal. Uh, I I do like it like this. This is about forty five. Uh, you know, somewhere between forty five and fifty on left, and you know, sixty on the right, or something like that. Sometimes I like it a little bit farther. I like it more like 70 and 90, uh, something like that. And the interesting thing about this is that the there's some there, the left side is detuned by eight cents, and the right side is de, is tuned up by eight cents. Uh, and then there's a little bit of modulation going on. So this is kind of like you know fake double tracking. Um, and this can add a nice. I'll turn it off for now. This can add a nice. Um, width to a vocal, even in a verse or something, and it can be very subtle. It notice it's pretty dark. Check, check, one, two. Not, uh, you know, there's no feedback really, but um, this is a really, really cool effect for adding just a nice subtle size to a voice. Check, check, one, two. Check, check. Um, again, you can play with the times on this to make them pretty short if you prefer that. Some guys like them real short, like this. This is like 15 and 30. Check, check, one, two. Check, check, one, two. Uh, that can work really well. Um, I think by default I have it as... Um, so by default I have it at 50 and 70. With plus 8 on one side, minus 8 on the other. A little modulation and, uh, you know, essentially an, an LFO that, that's, that's sort of changing. Check, check, one, two. And again, no feedback. Check, check, one, two. Um, but you can alter this to kind of be whatever you want. Notice the difference between this and my short slap. So my short slap stereo, it's it's a different sound. It's it's close, but it's different. So this is the doubler. Check check one two. Check check one two. Check check one two. This is the short slap stereo. So they're similar. Um, this one is like I said, a sixteenth note triplet that will change with the tempo of the song. The doubler. Check check one two. Different tone. And it does not change with the tempo of the song. There's also pitch modulation, which the other one has a little bit of, I think, but not as much as this one does. Um, so I, I'm always changing these, right? They're, I'm always changing these effects. They're always varying by little tiny bits. I've got other effects that I like that I save that I can bring up at any moment uh, just to try out. Let's try one out. Okay. So this effect uh, I call the Fox's Plate. So this is based on uh, some of the sounds I hear on Fleet Fox's record. Check. Check. 
kind of metallic, long, kind of center heavy. It sort of starts in the center and then goes wide. Check. Check. It almost sounds like it kind of zooms past you when it, when it, when it goes. That's a really cool effect also. Another one that I like is uh, this one. This is, this is one of my favorites. This is a very odd delay, but it can work really well. Check. So extremely long feedback. And as it goes, it becomes less and less correlated, which is a really interesting effect. So as somebody is singing, um, it, it starts all synced up. And then towards, as it delays, it gets less and less synced up. And then it kind of ends up syncing up again uh, towards the end, where it's, it's now on like, you know, if it starts at an eighth note or a quarter note, it syncs up again towards the end, which is kind of a cool effect. I'll show you one more that I like to add sometimes. But I don't, you know, these, these three that I'm showing you are ones that I don't use enough to really justify putting in my default set. But I have them uh, that I can use at any time. Um, so let me pull up this other one. This is another one of my favorites. Well, that was funny. Um, so that is a very filtered, very phasey, uh, lots of feedback. Lots of EQ, funky delay, <laughs> and not not that's not the prettiest sounding delay either in terms of its distortion characteristics. It's it's fairly distorted. Um, so these are all cool effects that I use that are different, and and I spend hours, honestly, hours um, trying to get these effects to work for me, and um, you know they don't always work, which is why I have so many. I really like to use, I really like to have all these readily available um, to just audition quickly. Hey, does that work? Nope. Hey, does that work? Nope. Hey, does that work? Yes. Go. And I don't have to sit around like sorting through presets or like, you know, whatever. If I don't find something that works, then I can add whatever I want. I've got a whole library of effects channels that I've saved that I can go up sort of at any time and just kind of say, you know, hey, I want to try something different. Uh, you know, what, what might have I used before on certain sessions, you know, that might work. And if I can't find something then, then I'll, I'll just have to make something from scratch. But for the most part, um, I like to start with these templates because, you know, I, I like the way they sound. I use them. They fulfill a purpose. And I don't feel, you know, some people have asked me like, well, doesn't it feel like, you know, you're kind of doing the same things on every mix? It's like, well, not really, because again... At the end of the day, I don't necessarily use all 18 of my effects. It's pretty rare that I'm using all of them. Um, sometimes I do. On the mix today, I'm using quite a bit. Um, but I didn't necessarily use all of the default set. I added some extras, and I didn't use quite a few of the ones in the default set because I wasn't getting the sound I wanted, so I made some different ones. And another thing to keep in mind is that some effects are purposely made for a five-second section, and that's it. Um, or some effects are made specifically for one instrument, like the snare. Like, there's a reverb in the song today that is only for the snare and nothing else. So, you know, 
you can't always get hung up on the number and you can't always get hung up on the fact that you say like, oh, well, you know, it's going to sound the same. It's like, no, I mean, you're putting in very different sources, you know, into them each time. I mean, a reverb is a reverb. I mean, it's not like you put in a guitar one day and, you know, then the next day you put in a trumpet and it sounds the same as it did the day before. I mean, it's a reverb. It's not, you know what I mean? A delay is a delay. A reverb is a reverb. Um, it's not really changing the sound that much. Uh, and I've got different distances away from me. I've got different tones. I've got different, you know, amounts of feedback, different lengths of reverb, different pre-delays, all this stuff to help me get different sounds, interesting sounds, quick. So I hope you guys have really enjoyed this podcast. I had a lot of fun making it. Um, a special thanks again to Alaska and Maddie and their whole crew and uh, for letting me use this song and to demonstrate some of these techniques because I really think that it's a great example of how even in a very dense mix of 60 tracks, you know, you can, um, you can get quite a bit of stuff in there. You can use effects to, to create depth and space and make it sound open and large. So again, I'm going to play the song one more time for you on our exit. So you can just kind of hear all this stuff one more time and sort of get in your mind, you know, what's going on and really take note of the size of the song, how you perceive the size of the song. So thanks, guys, for tuning in. Send your questions to recordingloungepodcast at gmail.com. I'll talk to you next time. Thanks. Shining brighter than a headlight Turning every head like a diamond in a coal mine Packing more punch than a Mississippi fist fight Oh, oh, oh my, my Walked my way, took my hand and said let's go Had more game than the Mandalay Casino Thought I hit the jackpot, I was on a good roll Shows you what I know, too good to be true Like diamonds on the soles of my shoes Like money falling out of the blue Don't be fooled Strings unwound I fell faster than a cannonball straight down Everybody's talking all over this town Look, there he goes again La, la, la Like a politician Should've read the headlines Paid more attention To my suspicion My intuition I should've listened Too good to be true Like diamonds on the soles of my shoes Like money falling out of the blue Don't be fooled he ain't nothing but too good to be real Don't believe the way he's making you feel He'll break a pretty heart in two Mama told me about boys like you Too good to be On the soles of my shoes Like money falling out of the blue Don't be fooled He ain't nothing but too good to be real Don't believe the way he's making you feel He'll break a pretty heart in
Mama told me about boys like you Too good to be true 